0: continue back here into Hebrews chapter six. and this is probably like the longest introduction I think I've done in this, but praise God, really. we, are, we are laying a foundation. Amen. Amen. But glory to God, I just want to say that I am absolutely thankful to be back up here. On another Sunday night, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love Wednesday nights, and I love Sunday nights. You say, why is that? Because no one shows up to those meetings like they do on Sunday mornings. But I'm going to tell you, church, the Wednesday night and the Sunday night crowds are usually people seeking something. Amen. They're usually people coming to seek something after the things of God. They're usually people coming in that are pressed into the things of God. And I'm telling you, there's always a different flow that goes on with those services. I, I love it. Because, we, you know, the Lord, we always prepare things. We prepare what the Lord would have us to say and what we'd have to preach. But, but these services are amazing. He usually, you know, people will, will pull different things out of you. And I always find it interesting to see actually what comes out of our mouths being led by the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm telling you, church, God is good. Amen. God is good. I'm telling you, I have a blast serving God. I mean, it's a lot of work coming up here. You know, I, I see Cynthia. I'm telling you, she, that girl's been working, it seems like, since 9 o'clock this morning. She was sweating. She was hoovering. She was doing all kinds of amazing things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I am so thankful for being in the kingdom, amen, with like-minded and like, uh, and, and like individuals, amen. I'm telling you, it's a lot better than serving Satan. Amen. I'm telling you, I did that for 23 years of my life. Amen. You say, is that really serving? Satan? saying? Yeah, when you're serving the world, when you're serving your own desires, listen, church, that is Satan's world. He is, as 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, he is the God of this world. So if you're not serving the creator of heavens and earth and everything that dwells in it, you're serving the God of this world. And I'm telling you, I did it for 23 years. I've almost been saved as long as I was a heathen. Amen. 23 years I was a heathen and 20 years I'm saved. Amen. And growing year by year by year. Amen. I'm so thankful for it. It is so much better serving God. There is absolutely no comparison in it. There is no comparison in it. But listen, church, when you when you when you as a believer, when you as a baby Christian or an adolescent or even the mature Christian, when you can come to this place of understanding that, listen, you'll you'll get to this place that that religion absolutely leaves you. You say, what do I mean? See, most of the church nowadays, they practice religion. Amen. It's like, oh, do I have to go to church on, on Sunday already? Man, I have to go to church. Man, man. why, why does that preacher keep saying to, to study the word? Why, why, why do we have to pray? Why, why can't the preacher just do those things? Amen. Well, you will lose those religious type, you know, thinkings going on in your mind. And you'll get to the point where you say, "Man." It's Sunday, glory to God, I get to go to church. Amen, it's Wednesday night, glory, I get to go to church. Is there a prayer meeting going on? I want to get involved. I want to get into the presence of God. Man, I can't wait to get up in the morning so I can study the word of God and see what God reveals to me. Because I'm telling you, as you get into the word of God, you start studying the word of God, it's like an onion getting peeled off in your life. God will start revealing and revealing and revealing and revealing things to to where you think you know things right now? Wait, wait, wait till the years get on by. You, you'll look back and say, "Man, I knew absolutely nothing back then." Why? Because I know nothing right now. Why? Because every time you think you know something, God pours out another revelation. Oh, I think I know what this scripture means. He pours out another revelation on that scripture as we get deeper and deeper and deeper in the things of God. And this, this is this is where I desire to be. This, this is where I want to be. I want to be in that freedom where I can be led by the Spirit of God. I can be, I can, I can be the one casting out devils, healing sick, you know, preaching the word, raising up a strong family, raising up strong local churches, whatever it is that God has called us to do, but it's in that place of getting pressed into. We get away from religious attitudes. Amen? And get pressed into what, what God has for each and every one of us. You know, there were some missionaries that uh, that came to, you know, well, came to one of the churches there in the U.S. And I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You know, they, they they walk in there. These these people from the uh, either the Middle East or or somewhere in the Eastern world where they where they actually get persecuted for for the things that they believe. And as they as they came into the church, you know, these people are excited. This is a really big church, and they're like, "Man, you're gonna love the worship. You're gonna love the things that are going on here. It's so powerful, you know." And these these people are sitting back there, and they you know and they keep on looking over and seeing that they're, how they're getting on, and they're just kind of sitting there, just like just kind of like blah throughout the service, you know, and they're like. They talked about the service. Like, well, well, well how, how did you like the service? Man, wasn't it powerful? Wasn't it, wasn't it a great service? And they're like, they're like, man, this is what you guys call church in the West? Y'all, y'all call this church? He goes, man, y'all are singing songs, but none of them were about Jesus. I mean, y'all preach the word, but, but none of it was about Jesus. It was all about you know, some you know, self-help message, something that you can get on TED Talks amen you know you 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 talk about the the power of god but you but you're denying it you know and not not allowing the power of god to be manifested and they're like there i'm I'm appalled at what you guys call church we 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 die for those things that you're that you're pushing away from amen we are so spoiled in the west we're so spoiled in the West that, that we can shut down churches on this island for, what, six months? It was, at least in the South, six months. And most people didn't, 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 didn't have a care in the world about it. Didn't have a care in the world about it. And we need to wake up, guys. We, we need to wake up and, 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 and catch a hold of the day and age that we're living in. Amen? Catch a hold of the day and age that we're living in. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say that verse, but I'm going to say it in this service, too. I think I maybe said it last week, and I'll probably say it the week before, and, and so on and so forth. But listen, this, this verse has just been stirring on the inside of me. I mean, it's been stirring something on the inside of me. And if it's going to be stirring on me, you're going to have to hear it over and over and over. Amen. Until you start getting stirred up with it. Amen. In 2 Timothy 3, 5, it says, it says you know, that, you know uh, Paul talking, talking to one of his sons in the faith. He's like, listen, guys, there, there's, some, there's some things that are going to be happening in this world. Amen. There, there's some perilous times that are ahead of you. There's tribulations that are ahead of you. There's, there's tough times that, that are coming ahead of you. You know, people are going to not do things that, that are Scriptural, they're not going to do things that are going to, that are like the church. He says they're going to have a form and appearance of godliness, amen. But they're going to deny the power thereof. He says, "Stay away from these people." He says, "Stay away from these people." What's he talking about? He's saying there's there's people out there that have a form of religion about them. Amen? They, they, know the, they know when to say amen. They know when to show up to church. They know when to say praise the Lord. They know when to switch on the Christianese, if you will. But I'm, but I'm telling you, church, they deny the very power thereof. See, this, this is what the church is built on. It's built upon the power. We have a proclamation, yet we have a demonstration of the things of God. And when we deny this demonstration, I'm not just talking about healing. I'm not just talking about the gifts of the Spirit in operation. I'm talking about denying the power this that 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 word power is a greek word dunamis it means the supernatural explosive power of the holy ghost it's denying the holy ghost when he shows up into the room and he begins to speak to people it's when he shows up in the room and he begins to whisper something in your ear it's denying the power of god i'm telling you church he says stay away from these people I'm telling you, every time I look at it, I get the same, same look off of everyone's face. Where it's like, oh. You know, I'm telling you, he says, stay away from these people. Why? Because we need to get next to people that are going to be sharpening us up, that are going to challenge us, that are, that are going to desire to have the move of the Spirit, that are desiring to have revival, that are desiring to have God move at all costs. It doesn't matter what gets stolen or taken away from us. We want Him to move at all costs. Why? Because it changes the atmosphere around us. It changes the people we come in contact with. I'm telling you, church, it is the only thing that will change you is His presence. It's his supernatural ability. It's his power. You know, the Passion says it like this. It says, they pretend to have respect for God. Hmm. They pretend to have respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. So stay away from people like this. Church, don't be a poser. I mean, do y'all know what that word is? Don't, 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 Don't be a poser. Don't be acting like you are something that you're not. Amen. Open up your spiritual eyes, amen, and, and see what what the Lord is trying to reveal to us in the modern church. I'm telling you, we just spent about you know three or four months in the in the book of Revelations talking about the the day and the age that the church was in two thousand years ago, and I'm telling you, it looks identical to where the church is nowadays. Amen. And Jesus was throwing out rebukes; he was trying to get their attention. He was trying to, to pull them back into the place, amen, that he could minister back then, or they can, they could hear him, amen. We gotta have have a demonstration with our proclamation. How I many y'all know that every religion around the world has a has a proclamation. I mean, I'm not talking about the Catholics have a proclamation, you know, the Protestants, the Baptists, the Methodists, the Pentecostals. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Christians have a, a proclamation. The Muslims have a proclamation. You know, the Hindis have a, a proclamation. The atheists have a proclamation. The agnostics, they all have a proclamation. We all have something that we need to say that we want to tell somebody. But the difference between every religion out there and Christianity is we serve a living God and with our God God, we have a demonstration to everything that we believe. Amen? See, see, these are the kind of things that ought to get you dancing. They ought to get you jumping up. They ought to get you in church every time the church doors are open. Why? Because we need to see that demonstration. This brings the reality of the kingdom of God down here on this place called earth where we're at right now. And it's done through what? It's done through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's done through the power of the Holy Spirit, which God has released not just to come on and off of us like it would the prophets in the Old Testament, but he has come to abide. He's come to make a home on the inside of you. He's come to live in you and then come upon you to so where the gifts, the power, and amazing things, dunamis, explosive power can be released in you to change things, change environments, church. How many of y'all want to change environments? How many of y'all want to change a culture where you live? How many of y'all want to change your own family? How many of y'all want to get people healed? I'm telling you, church, it, it starts with him. It starts with the Holy Ghost getting pressed in, not denying who he is, not being religious, not, not not uh, saying we have some sort of respect for god but we deny everything that he talks about amen but it's about getting involved getting hooked up with the kingdom of god amen getting hooked up with the kingdom of god now listen we we started off here in in hebrews chapter six hebrews chapter six verse one it says therefore leaving the the, the elementary doctrines or the principles of the doctrines of christ it says, let us go on to perfection not again laid in the, again the foundation of the repentance of dead works of the faith of uh, faith towards god of the doctrine of baptisms which is plural and the laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and of the eternal judgment. Amen. Now we now we said, and any time you see that word, therefore, we need to back on up, back on up a few verses, and see what it is there for. Amen. See what it's there for. And we, we went we started off here. I don't know uh, somewhere along the list, but let's let's start down here in uh, in verse eleven. Amen. It says, of whom we have many things to say, being hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing see and that you are dull of hearing. Hmm. Church we need to we need to grow we need to grow up out of our dull of hearing state. Amen. So I guess I guess the thing that I, the 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 unction I have from the Holy Spirit that 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 He's trying to do here in the modern church right now is to correct a foundation that's going on, correct a foundation in leadership, correct a foundation in the people that are in the church, because He is desiring to pour out a glory upon the church, and it ha- it doesn't have a strength, it doesn't have the ability to hold this weight, Amen. You say what is this weight? It is that glory. It is His goodness. It is His power. It is He is trying to pour out something. Amazing on this earth because there's something called the latter day rains that's coming. Amen. You say, what is that? See, the church was birthed in the beginning rains and the and the first rain and the early rains. Amen. And revival was rampant. People were getting saved. One sermon, three thousand people got saved. You know, one person got healed. Two thousand people came to the Holy Ghost. This same thing is going to come, but it's going to come in our day and age that we're living in now. But see, for that to come, church, we're going to have to correct something in our foundation to where we can hold the weight. Amen. Why? Because see, if God tries to pour something on us that we can't handle, it's going to break us. Amen. It'll break us and, and get us moving away from the things of God. And, and, oh, why did you do all this, Lord? Why did you, why did you pour this out on me? Well, I couldn't handle it. He doesn't want us to get to that place. He wants to build us up, amen, to where we can handle the things that he has for us. Amen. He says, he says but, but many of us, have, we have things to say. Me and Jesus, I mean, me and the Holy Spirit, we have something to say to you, but, you, but it's hard to be uttered because you're dull of hearing. Because you chose not to hear. You chose not to meditate on the word. You chose not to, not to allow it change, to change the inside of you. He says, for when, for when there is a time, you ought to be teachers. You have need, again, that someone teach you the things which are the first principles and the oracles of God. And you've become such that need milk and not strong meat. Amen? At milk and not strong meat. How many of you know that, that many of us in the kingdom have been saved long enough that we should be teachers of the word of God now? Hmm? Now, see, this is some of that, some of that position where I'm going to start putting some responsibility on you. Right? See, many of us have been saved long enough that we ought to be teachers of the Word of God. Now, see, I know a great, a great, uh, you'd call him apostle or a great uh, evangelist that travels all around the world planting churches. His name is Pastor Christopher Alam. Amen. Now, he got saved, and within one week, he was out teaching the Word of God. Not that, not that he had some, some great theological knowledge of the Word. No, but he knew one thing. Jesus saves, Jesus heals, and Jesus is real. Amen. He went and he began to teach these things, got put in prison for it. Amen. Got put in prison for a year and almost got his head cut off because he's from... Pakistan. Amen. And then started running, running, running. Ran off to Sweden and so on and so forth. He has amazing testimony. But listen, church, we ought to be teachers of the Word of God. We need to... That doesn't mean everyone's going to sit in the pulpit. Not everyone's going to be a five-fold minister. I mean, because I know that can scare scare some people, <laughs> scare some people straight, amen, that's, that's, not what I, that's not what I'm trying to say, that, that's a call that God puts on someone's life, amen but, but we ought to be teachers, we ought to be teaching people at our workplaces we ought to be teaching these little ones that are growing up, we ought to be teaching our neighbors that we come into contact with, we ought to be teaching in the church that, you know there is eventually going to be children's ministry youth ministry, you know young adults ministry, you know home groups, there's different things that we can be doing but we ought to be teaching the things that we've grabbed a hold of that god has spoken to us we need to be able to be teaching the word of god amen but we got to do one thing to get to that place you say what is that you got to be dissatisfied with being a mediocre christian hmm? We got to be dissatisfied with being a lukewarm Christian and allow allow the Word to refresh us with that cool water again. Allow that that healing anointing from the Word of God to, to that fervent heat to boil up on the inside of us again, till we are we are not lukewarm anymore and we are not mediocre anymore. We are pressing forward with everything that God has for us. Amen. I'm telling you, church, we, gotta be, we, we can't be dissatisfied with going to church and checking off the box. You can't be dissatisfied with getting, your, getting out of hell free pass. We can't be satisfied with those things. I'm telling you, I want everything that Jesus said I could have. Amen. I don't know about you, but anything I found in the word of God that Jesus says I can have, I want it. He says I can prosper, I want it. He says, I can walk in healing. I want it. He says, I can have an amazing marriage. I want it. He says, I can have amazing children that are going to walk in my footsteps as my inheritance. I want it. He says, we can build up strong local churches that flow in the Holy Ghost. I want it. He says, we can raise the dead church. I want it. He says, we can heal the sick. I want it. He says we can cast out devils and have Satan underneath our feet, church. I'm not gonna stand for it. I want it. I want everything that he promised us, everything that he said for us. Because anything short of that is disqualifying what he did on the cross. That's all like, oh well, Jesus, yeah, I know you did this, but amen. We ought to allow everything that he's promised us to work in our lives. Church, we need teachers. I mean, Jesus himself needed teachers. I mean, Jesus could only minister to so many people that his feet would take him to or that a donkey could carry him to. Amen? He needed teachers. He, what did he do? So he gathered up 12 people and started training them up, started discipling them, started giving them the, the truth of the things of God, started ministering to him. And then what happened? He went and completed redemption. Those 12, they started to in another, another 12, and another 12, and another 12, and another 12, to where now all the way across the world, all the way over here in the northwest of Ireland, we're sitting here teaching the word of God because Jesus said, you know what? I need people to help me out with this. I, I desire them to minister the word of God. I can't do it myself as a human here on this earth. So, I am going to choose Cynthia. I'm I'm going to choose Melvin. I'm going to choose Claire. I'm going to choose John. I'm going to choose Christian. I'm going to choose all these people because I know what I've placed on the inside of you and you can do a wonderful job with it, but you're going to have to yield to it. Amen. You're going to have to yield to his ability to allow you to be a teacher. Amen. In verse 13 here, it says, for everyone that uses milk, is unskilful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. For he is a babe who uses milk, who uses the milk doctrines. Yeah, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about growing up spiritually here for a few minutes. You say, why is that? Because listen, church, we need to evaluate where we are in the kingdom. Amen. I because see, there's a lot of us that, that are babies in the things of God, and we and we're actually adolescents, and there's some that 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 think we're mature in the things of God, but you're actually a baby. Amen. We we need to, we need to evaluate ourselves and see where we are in the kingdom of God. Why? So we can faithfully do what he's asking us to do. Amen. And we don't receive a greater weight that we don't have the grace for. Amen. We don't get challenged at something that we're not available to to fulfill what the Lord has for us to do. Amen. Now, the Lord says that anyone who is, who is using milk, they're unskillful in the word of God. They have no experience in it. They're unskillful in it. They're spiritual babies. Amen. they're unskillful in the kingdom. They're unskillful with the word of God. They listen to the word of God. They hear the word of God being taught, but they don't yield unto it. Amen. They say, man, that sounds, man, that verse sure sounds good. Man, that prosperity thing, that sure sounds good. Oh, you know, being healed, man, that sure sounds good. Oh, you know what? Not being a sinner anymore, man, that, that stuff sure sounds good. Amen. But they never act upon it. They never act upon it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, you know, uh, in Mark chapter 4, and it's talking about the parable of the seed sower, amen? See, the word's always going forth. It's always going forth. It's always going forth. Seeds going out, seeds going out, seeds going out. Well, sometimes it, it lands on, on hard ground that's been trampled underneath the feet. That's like, it's like concrete working on it. But see, when we have a hearts that are hard like stone, like that, when the word goes forth, amen, what well, the adversary just comes and he snatches it right from you. I mean, he steals it. He robs you of what the Word of God has to say. But see, it's not the adversary's fault for doing it. It's us for not having a cultivated heart. Amen? So some get, get, get sown on, on the stones or on the boulders or on the rocks. Amen? But you have no root in yourself. So when, so when the, the, the torch comes, when the sun comes, when the heat, when things get heated up in your life, amen, you wither away. Amen. Some that they get planted amongst the, the thorns, amen, and the, and the nettles, and all the, all the things and the cares of this world, it ends up choking the word out of you. And it says you become unfruitful. You were fruitful at one time, but then you, you become unfruitful. And then there's some, which is us, amen, amen that has cultivated ground. And it says that, that these seeds are sown. It produces some 30, some 60, some 100 fold return in our lives, amen. Amen. But we got to grow up. We got to grow up to where we get this—this this, our hearts. You know, when we're talking about sowing seed. It's talking about our spirit, man. Amen. We need to cultivate the ground of our spirit, amen, to where we can receive these seeds. Amen. How many of y'all know babies need to be fed? Amen. I babies need to be fed they're unskillful in the word of God because they don't understand it they're not there yet they need to be fed these things you can't just give them a, a knife and a fork and a big old piece of steak and say you know listen here you know go after it big boy everything's great you'll have a, you'll have a really difficult time with them and amen amen they need someone to clean them up amen <laughs> I'll leave that one alone but they, they, need, they need someone to clean them up and they need someone to feed them listen spiritual babies are the same way I mean, they, need, they need someone to feed on them they need, they need someone to deliver the word to them and then they need someone to clean them off when they've gotten them the muck. amen you know sometimes even sometimes even a mama cow or a mama dog amen after, after months of having the pups getting the milk from them they'll, they'll kick them off you say why is that because they're trying to train them up not because they don't love them anymore amen if these animals can love. Amen. It's not not that, but they kick them off. Why? Because they need them to grow up. Amen. They need them to advance into what they have. Listen, church, we need to grow up. Sometimes we need to, we need to hear sometimes the hard, cold truth. Amen. So we can grow up into the things of God. Listen, we all start off as babies. Yes, even you, Jason. We all start off as babies, but listen, we don't need to stay there. Amen. We all start off as babies, but we don't need to stay there. You know, Brother Hagin talks about this. uh, He talks about these ladies that were in his church. Back when he was a pastor, before he went off into into traveling teaching. He says there are people that are saved for for years and years and years. Amen. And when he took over this church, these people, they always had to have him come out and pray for them All the time. You know, if they if they didn't, they got offended. They wouldn't be able to go to church. They wouldn't be able to do this. They wouldn't be able to do that. They wouldn't go to work. They couldn't do anything. Amen. So it's always you know, Brother Hagen, come pray for her. Come pray for. And then it got to be even before church services. They're like, Oh, brother, you Pastor Hagen, come come pray for me. Come pray for me so I can get out of bed and I can go to the church. You know. And finally, had enough and he said, No. He said, No, I'm not gonna do these things. I've already prayed for you, Receive what I had for you, grow up in the things of God. I'm going to church. And he went off and preached the word of God. Now, now these ladies had a had something they had to get under control in their own life. You say, What is that? See, they could have got offended and walked off. Amen. But see, just like how that, that cow will sometimes kick off its young, often this is this is what Brother Hagin was doing. He's kicking them off just a little bit to where they didn't rely on him for everything. But see, they sat under the the word of God long enough. It was on the inside of them that when they just got pushed, they got pushed in the right direction fruition started coming up. They said, you know what? You know what? I I believe I'll pray for myself i believe, I'll pray for myself, I'll, I'll grab a hold of what the Word of God says. I'll, I'll take a hold of these scriptures. I am the healed of God. That's what he's been preaching. I am the healed of God. And they stood up, they got up, and they went to the church. Instead of being the ones that are offended in the church, they ended up being a great asset to the church, raising up the young women, amen, to where they could take care of their young ones. They could walk in the same things that they learned, amen. But sometimes we need to get a push in that right direction, because it's easy to be a babe. Amen? It's real easy to be a babe in the things of God, and we need to get past those things. Amen? I've known, I've known people that have sat underneath the faith message for years. And when I say years, I'm saying 10, 15, years, 20 years, some of these people. And when the first circumstance rose up against them, I mean something that really was tough came against them, they forgot everything that they've learned, started speaking out, spewing out doubt and unbelief. And I'm telling you, the adversary had their way with them. Amen. Listen, when we're sitting and and, and hearing the word of God, listening to podcasts, staying in church, whatever it may be, we have to allow these seeds to come in and begin to produce the fruit. We need to we need to not just hear them and let them go in one ear and out the other if you will, amen but grab a hold of these things we need to be we need to be stronger church <laughs> I guess that's the most polite way I'm going to say that I mean, we need to be stronger in the things of God we need to be witnesses into the things of God, because see, see, when when things like this happen, how many all know that there's people out there watching us as Christians? See, the world doesn't know if we are babies, adolescents, or mature. They don't they don't understand the thing. All they know is that you say you're a Christian. I mean, you are a believer. You believe what, what the God of the Bible says. You believe these things. So they're watching. And when that circumstance comes up and it smacks you, you know, right in the face, how are we handling these things? I mean, see, it's, it's either an opportunity to, to put doubt in the unbeliever. It's an opportunity to put a doubt in the babies that are paying attention to you. Amen. Or it's an opportunity to show the victory. That Jesus has provided for us, amen. And we need to be the ones on the victory side. See, that doesn't mean that, that, that's, that situations aren't going to come, amen. Situations are going to come to each and every one of us. This is part of being, being a Christian. Listen, this is part of being in this world. Satan hates you, amen. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy you if he can, amen. So things are coming. But see, Jesus has given us the ability to have the victory over these things if we can walk in them. Amen. He's given us the victory, but we have to walk in it. We're the ones that have to, to push it. We are the ones that have to speak it. We are the ones that have to deal with it, because Jesus isn't going to deal with it for you. Yeah. Amen. Just like healing. Jesus isn't going to be the one dealing with your sickness for you. You're going to have to deal with it. He already dealt with it 2,000 years ago. Amen. Now he needs you to stand up in that power. You stand up in that authority. You release what he's placed on the inside of us. But but we have to do these things, Amen. We're going to have to do these things. We we got to we got to allow ourselves to mature. Got to allow ourselves to mature in the things of God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, oh, I got way off track here, I reckon. But growing up spiritually and I will I I'll I will try to pull pull this back here a little bit. Let me just hit this last verse here. In verse 14 it says, but strong meat strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Even those by reason have used their senses exercise to discern both the good and the evil. Amen. That discern both the good and the evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's see where we want to go here. This. you know if Harley was sitting in here with us like he usually is and we asked him on this verse here you know Harley what would you think about having a nice big piece of meat you know place, placed on the inside of you what, what would you think about chewing up that nice steak? does anyone like steak in here or is it just me I'm a Texas guy I like, I like beef Amen. So, so if you if you were going up to Harley and said, "Listen, I'm going to give you a piece of beef. I'm going to give you this piece of steak," you know, what if if Harley could talk back at us, amen? Because he's just a wee boy. If he could talk back to us, he'd say, "Listen, you idiot." I cannot eat that piece of meat. I don't even have teeth yet, and you're going to trust me with a fork and a knife. These, these things aren't going to happen yet. I, I cannot handle these things. But, you know, you know, you know what the Jews used to do back in the old days when, when, there's, when there was uh, food that, would, that most children would not prefer to eat. Amen? They, they'd grind it up, and they'd start rubbing it on their gums as, as little ones, as, as babies. You say, why is that? So, as they were feeding on milk, they're feeding on these things, they also got the taste of the things that they were eating in their normal diet, so they rubbed it on their mouth, rubbed it on their mouth, to so where it became something normal to them. Listen, this is what the church is kind of about. This is kind of what we do when we're growing up spiritually. We always feed milk. You're always feeding milk because there's always people that are in different different categories. But but we're gonna rub a little bit of meat on your gums, amen. We're gonna we're gonna rub a little bit of meat to where you can get used to the things of God, get pulled to the things of God, where you can start pushing forward with everything that He has. There is a there is a, a, a pastor. A friend of mine, his name was Nathaniel Wolfe. He was the one that that got me serious about the things of God. I was in—he was the one that I was in a, my first Holy Ghost meeting. That was with him. and I'm telling you, the presence of God was so amazing in that place. It's what took me out of I want to serve God to where. I never want to do anything else in my life but be in the presence of God, amen, to where I started seeking it out every day of my life was in one of his meetings. And he always made this statement that I thought was pretty fascinating. He says, I always want to teach just a little bit ahead of where you are, amen. Now I know we're talking about growing up spiritually and, and you know, some of the elementary doctrines of Christ, you know. But, but he says, I, want, I always want to teach just a little bit further, why? So I can always keep pulling you with me. Amen. Keep pulling you with me. If I can just stay a little bit out ahead of you, amen, I'll keep you seeking after something deeper, seeking after something you don't know. See, you know, keep you, you know, pushing and and pulling for the things of God. Something that, something that is a little deeper than you already have. Amen. Because we need to have that appetite. We need to, we need to, we need to have an appetite for the deeper things of God. Amen. Because growing up spiritually is just like growing up in the natural. How many of y'all know that? Growing up spiritually is just like growing up in the natural. First we grow up babes, then we get into adolescence, and then we get to be full-grown adults. Amen? We get to be full-grown adults. Some of us do, some of us that don't. Amen? We get to be full-grown adults in everything we do. The more God can trust you, church, the more responsibility is going to pour out upon you. See, this is contrary to what most people think. It's saying, well, once I get into the place of God where he begins to trust me and everything is going to be okay, then I'll just have a life of ease. I'm telling you, you're not going to have a life of ease when you start serving God. Why? Because the more you begin to trust him, the more he's going to begin to pour out his goodness upon you. The more he pours out his goodness upon you, the more trust and responsibility he's going to pour out upon you. Listen, there's a, anyone know who Lester Summerall is in here? I mean, his is an amazing American minister. He was a great missionary. He went to Asia, did, did some great things. Well, the greatest ministry that God gave to him, he gave to him at the latter part of his life, I think it was in his late 60s or early 70s. He was in a prayer meeting with a couple ministers there, and he's sitting there praying, and the Lord says, I want, I want you to enter into the greatest ministry I have in your life. And he was like, what is that, Lord? I'm, I'm, I'm an old man. he says, there's people all over the world that say, you know, Give me this day of my daily bread. Amen. They they pray this prayer over and over and over, and they're starving. He says, I want you to feed all of them. He says, you want me to feed all of them? He says, yes. I want you to get these huge airplanes. I want you to go around the world, and I want you to feed all of them. He says, Lord, look at these young men over here. They're on fire. These are Holy Ghost men. They're just starting off in ministry. They're full of faith and power. Give that to them. I don't want to do it. Why would you give that to me? He says, because I can finally trust you. He said, because I can finally trust you with something this great. He said, okay, Lord, I'll take a hold of it then. He went out, tried to get these planes. You can't purchase them in the U.S. because they're only military-grade. The Lord led him off into some other, other nations. He bought like three or four of these planes, which are supernatural in itself. And then he began what is called the End Times Joseph ministry, which is still, I think, still going on today because he's gone, he's gone to be with the Lord. But it was the most amazing ministry, the most amazing thing God asked him to do. But it was at the end of his life. It was at the end of his life. Church, is anyone ready to get going at 60? Yeah, anyone get ready? Yeah, see, the get get ready at sixty. Yeah, some of us in our twenties, some of us in our thirties. Amen. But we we need to be willing to allow God to work in our life right now, not not in the future, but right now, because He is that good and He desires to do it. Amen. But on the flip side of that, have you any of y'all ever been around an adult that acts just like a baby? Hmm. See, one of my best mates growing up was like this. I mean he was a he was a great guy. I love him. I love him. He's a good he's a good man, but he is a absolute child. Amen. In all aspects of his life. In all aspects of his life. You know, he he knew me, obviously, we were we were great mates before I got saved. But one one day when we we're up in college station, you know, about eleven o'clock at night, which is late for me, if if you know me, about eleven o'clock at night, he he rings me up and starts chatting to me and i'm telling you he's his mind was blown amen i don't know he, i guess he's been drinking he's been doing drugs He's been doing something all day long amen but he was wasted he was out of his mind he started talking to me started oh man brother it's been so long since we've seen each other and started chit-chatting and talking and talking it's been several years since i talked to him. he said he says man what are you doing now i said man i'm a preacher he hung up on me he hung up on me Amen. I tried calling him back. He never returned my call. I sent him texts, sent him texts. About two weeks later, he finally sent me a text message back. He said, I apologize for calling you in, in the state I was in that day. He goes, it'll never happen again. And I never heard back from him. He never sent me another message, never sent anything anything back to me. But, but he got so convicted amen, by the Holy Ghost, as I was just speaking these words, and why? Because he knew he was absolutely wrong. He knew he was walking in baby territory, amen. He knew he wasn't serving the things of God, and he turned away and walked away forever. I'm, I'm telling you, see, the world will hold these people responsible, you know, in the natural, the world will hold people responsible. It kind of forces you to grow up. Amen. I praise God, this man, he, he has a job now, kind of, you know, but he's 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 doing he's you know he's doing his he's doing somewhat his best. I try to use these words lightly here, but he's trying to do things, amen, and get it going in the right direction, amen. But see, the world holds you accountable for these things, but that doesn't happen in the spiritual. I mean, see, so that doesn't happen in the spiritual side. See, as we, you can stay a baby in the kingdom of God for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years your whole life if that's what you choose to do. That's not what God wants for you. But listen, you can stay in that baby phase for 20 or 30 years if you so choose and desire to do that. Amen. Amen. But we need to. We need to grow up out of this place, church, because listen. When someone has to minister unto you all the time, when they have to pray for you, when they have to encourage you, when they have to get you moving in the direction that you need to be going, amen, if, you, if someone has to do that for you, you're never gonna be able to do that to, to someone else. I'm telling you, there's people getting reborn every minute probably of every day around this world, and, he, and God needs people trained up to be able to minister unto them. Amen. To minister unto the children. To minister unto the people. Listen, let's, let's go for the sake of time here because I have gotten way off track and began to ramble here for, for a while. So let's just go to 1 Peter 2 real quick and I'll try, to, I'll try to finish this thing off here. 1 Peter 2, 1 to 3 it says, oh, let me get the right one here. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and, and all speaking, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word of God that you may grow thereof. If you have tasted of the Lord, and seeing that he is good. If you've tasted of the Lord and that he is gracious. Amen. He says, as newborn babes, and we need to desire the sincere milk of the word of God. Listen, when we get saved and we get reborn, we need to desire the sincere milk of the word of God. What is that? That is this. This is the word of God being preached to each and every one of us. We need to taste of it and see that the Lord is good. We need to see that he's gracious. We need to see that he desires for us to grow up in these things and leave the rebellious nature behind. Re- re- leave that Adam's nature behind and allow the nature of Jesus that he's placed on the inside of us to come to fruition in our lives. Amen. Listen, church, God is not trying to take fun away from you. How many of y'all know that? Amen. we talk about sin. People hate about hearing about sin in church. And I don't know why. Amen. Why? Because probably because you're participating in it. But listen, God is not, God's not trying to take fun away from you when he's saying don't do these things or don't do those things. He's trying to keep you close to him. He's trying to keep Satan out of, out of in the middle between you and him. And he's, he's desiring to have a closer relationship with you. So he's saying, no, don't, don't yield on those things. Don't yield on that nature. Allow me to cleanse you. Allow me to pull you nigh unto him amen because contrary to proper belief church jesus didn't come here to give us the ability to sin amen he gave us the ability to be free from sin i mean to walk away from sin to walk away from that nature this this is god this is how he has he has created us to be amen but we can't see these things through our carnal eyes we can only see them through our spiritual eyes. We need to, we need to grow up out and be, you know, get out of this spiritual you know, baby mentality, amen, and start walking in the fullness of what God has called us to do. And we'll say, what is that? It's not being led by your flesh. Amen. We do have carnal minds. You can have, when you get saved, your, your carnal mind, your, your, your mind is still, when it's not unrenewed with the word of God, it still makes bad decisions. Amen. This is why we are sitting in here today. This is why we're trying to get trained up to where we listen to our spirits and everything that we do so we can, we can grow up into that adolescent stage. Amen. We can grow up into be a teenager. And teenagers are fun. I love teenagers. Amen. They're amazing. Well, I, but I'm going to tell you one thing about teenagers. They, they may be like, they may be like the, uh, on a higher level than, than the babies. Amen. They, they, they may know a little more about the Word of God. They may be a, yield, a little more yielded to the Spirit of God. But I'm telling you, there's one key thing about the adolescents that will drive you mad. And you say, what is that? They know everything. They know everything. You say, how do I know that? Because I have one of them. Amen, I have a 14-year-old one that I am so surprised at how much more he knows than me. Amen. It is absolutely amazing. He likes to tell me how the cow eats the cabbage. Amen. It's amazing. He's not here with us today. He's off studying. But, but I'm telling you, it is amazing. And this, this is the true, the true telltale sign of the adolescents. They, they know everything. Amen? Listen, church, I knew everything when I was a child. I knew everything when I was an adolescent. I knew everything when I was an adult. And the same way happened, you know, when I was a baby. I knew everything when I was a baby as well. And as a Christian, as, a, as an adolescent Christian, I, I believed I knew everything. But it didn't come to the place that I became mature in the things of God. When I hit about 30 in my life, where I found that I absolutely know nothing. Has anyone hit that place in your life yet? You know? It's like, man, I've, I've read through the word. I've had the gifts flowing through me. I've had people healed in my hands. I've preached hundreds of, of messages. I've, I've done these things. But you know, I know absolutely nothing. You say, why is that? Because every time I, I draw into this word, he keeps on pouring out new revelation and new revelation and new revelation. I'm telling you, I've fallen in love with the word of God and what he's desiring to teach us. Amen. I'm telling you, this, this is, I believe, the quality as we mature is that, that we know we don't know everything And so we have that constant pulling to grab a hold of what God has for us. Amen. We start pulling for these things because what is the spiritual mature? It is the easiest thing to describe is someone that is led by the spirit of God. Full stop. Not led by their emotions. Not led by their mind. Not led by their flesh. But they're led by the spirit of God. Full stop. Amen. Full stop. You know, Kimberly, I'll, I'll close off with this. Kimberly and I, when you know, this doesn't mean that. This doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes, if you're a mature Christian. It just means that you're that you're led by the Spirit of God. Now, Kimberly and I, we we would be mature Christians, I mean, but we make plenty of mistakes. I mean, we make plenty of mistakes. And you know, we first moved over here. Amen. Even just trying to find a place to plant a church. We made mistakes in doing those things. But we listened to the Holy Ghost and allowed him to move us, direct us, and, and you know, push us in one direction, pull us in another direction. You know, we went from you know, Galway to Kerry to Dublin to all over Ireland trying to find the place. Even put an offer on a house knowing I had a check in the Spirit not to do it. Amen. Until the Holy Ghost would speak out and say, stop. You're, you're going the wrong direction. Amen. So pull, we pulled back a little bit. Amen. Ended up in Dublin working with some fine ministers out of Dublin for a couple years, giving them a hand in their church as it was growing like mad. And then he asked us to, to plant a church again. He said, your time's done there. I need you to go plant a church. So what do we do? We went right back to the same areas where God said don't go. And we start looking, praying, seeking what God would have for us. And it was no, 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 no. And my pastor came back over here from the States and we are we're, you know, in at conferences and doing some different meetings. And he was like, so where are you going to plant that church at? And I said, you know, Pastor, I think I'm going to go to Galway and plant that church. He goes, really? And I said, yeah, I think so. He goes, well, why don't you, haven't you ever prayed about Dundalk? And I said, no. I've never thought about them, Doc. He said, well, you haven't thought about it. Have you ever prayed about it? I said, well, no, I haven't prayed about it either. He said, well, why haven't you prayed about it? I said, because I don't want to go there. My faith, is, my faith is going towards Galway. That's where I want to go. Amen. He goes, well, do me a favor, right? He goes, just pray about it and see what the Lord has to say. So I'm sitting there hoovering Hoovering the office, you know, waiting for him to come over for dinner. And then the Holy Ghost just stops me and he turns me around. And he says, look on the read, read on this. And there was, a, there was a charge that he gave us as he was sending us that the church and at the bottom of that he says you're called to a people people are your purpose people are your purpose and the holy ghost spoke to us and he said listen stop looking for a place that's pleasing to your eyes and go to the people that i'm calling you to i said well lord You know, what would that mean? Where would you have us to go with that? Do you want us to go to Dundalk? And he's like, well, it's about time you asked me. You know, yes, I want you to go up there. So I went up there. We planned a beautiful church up there which with some amazing people. Some of them are up here with us today. I mean, it's an amazing thing. But see, God didn't stop there. Amen. He didn't say, you're done there, even though we wanted to, we wanted to stop. Because I love, I love Dundalk now. I love that town. I love the people that are there. I love the church that he's building there. It's an amazing place, I'm telling you. We had a service that was off the hook this morning. I mean, it, was, it was powerful, but he said, he said listen, I'm not, I don't want you to stop there. You know, I, I want you to plant another church. We said, okay. Kimberly and I knew exactly where you wanted us to plant it. You know what we did? We didn't go there. We started driving around. Lord, Derry is two hours away from where we are right now, you know. How about we're gonna drive, we're gonna pray, we're gonna go to Armagh. That's pretty like halfway there, Lord. No. We said, okay, well maybe Porta down or, or Lurgan. we'll go over in that area. No. Okay, Bambridge is a lovely town, Lord. No. We're going to go up to Belfast. We're going to pray in Belfast, see what the Lord reveals to us. No, 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 no. Okay, Lord, what are we going to do? Do you want us to go up to Derry and we'll pray? We go up there and the peace of God just, just flows, just comes upon you, the green light. It's about time you asked. Amen. It's about time you asked. Romans 8, 14. Says, as many that are led by the Spirit of God, says they are the sons of God, they are the daughters of God. Now, that word sons there is the Greek word huios. Amen. So there's different, there's different terms for, in the Greek for, for children. One would be technon. It'd be like my, my children here. But that, but that word weos is a powerful word. It means it's a full-grown, mature son. It's the one that, that wears the signet ring of the father that can put his stamp of approval on things. It's the one that wears his coat, wears his sandals. It's the one that goes out and operates on the authority of the father himself. Listen, church, this is what he's saying. If you can be led by my spirit, not, not, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to not make mistakes. He says, but listen, as I'm going to mature you up, my main goal is for you to mature you up so you hear my spirit. Because when you can listen to my spirit, be directive, Because see, if you take a wrong step, he'll correct you and get you going down the right path. I mean, just like he's done with me and my wife as we live the life of faith, he's done it nonstop. I'm telling you, but you got to have your ears open to, open to hear him. These are, This is the weos of God. These are the people, the mature ones that can operate on the father's account, Amen that can operate in the gifts on his account, the ones that can be trusted with great things, amen, are the ones that are the ones that can be led by his spirit, amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's grow up, church. Each and every one of us, amen? You say, well, I'm mature. Listen, continue on maturing. You say, well, I'm adolescent. Listen, I know everything. Well, praise the Lord. Let, let's, let's, let's grow up in maturity. If you're a baby, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. We've all started off with babies. We just don't want to stay there. Amen. We need to grow up in the things of God because I can promise you. I can promise you to. There, there, there's something, there is something amazing for you guys. Amen. But See, you're going you're to have to get to this place where you trust what's in here. You hear that? You you trust what's in here over what anything else is saying to you, whatever your mates are saying to you, or what your girlfriends are saying to you, what your, sometimes even your parents, things of that nature. But you gotta trust what's right here. I mean, He will lead you, He will guide you, He will direct you. And I'm telling you, He will lead you into absolute victory if you can submit yourself into that. See, that's, that's that's the hard part when it comes to us. Amen? See, if we can submit to Him, Amen. He will open up every window opportunity for us. Amen. But it's all our choice. It's all our choice. Amen. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunities, Lord, that you've given each and every one of us, Lord. I thank you for rebirthing us into this world that you've rebirthed us into into the babies here of this earth, Lord, but you've given us the opportunity. You've given us your word, and you've given us your spirit, Lord. You've given us spiritual leadership, Lord. You've given us everything we need to grow up into the kingdom of God. You've given it to us, Lord. Give us the boldness, Lord, to grab a hold of us. Give us the boldness not to walk away from it. Give us the boldness to, to, to push forward with everything that you have for us, Lord, not, not, not being weak-minded, not being satisfied with... But just check in the box, Lord. May we desire everything that you've promised us. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for keen ears. We thank you, Lord, that we have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to each and every one of us, Lord, that, that you will guide us, you will direct us, Lord. You didn't. You, it's not just something that you do with Kimberly and me and, and, and just certain few people, Lord. Even people that just got saved, you desire for them to hear from you. So we praise you for it, Lord. We thank you for it that we have those ears to hear. We thank you, Lord, as the tradition of this church, Lord. In Psalms 91, we stand a hold of your promises, Lord, that says no evil will fall us. Yes. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling place. Lord, did you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways, Lord. We're, we are protected as we travel, Lord. You put your angels in front of us and back of us and side to side of us, Lord. There's no wicked plan from a wicked man or the devil himself that shall come against us and harm us in any way. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, because we are people that abide in the shadow of the Most High. We desire to be in your presence. We desire to be in your word. We desire to commune with the living God. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We glorify you for it. We thank you for the ambassadors of Christ you've called each and every one of us to be, Lord. Thank you. Here, Lord, Island Church, we are covered by the blood. We're empowered by your word. And we're anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen.